0: And a lot of women don't realize that if you're lower calories and you're breastfeeding because of that added stress, I mean, they don't realize this in general, but Mm. with the breastfeeding, it's just, you won't lose the weight. (laughs) You're not going to lose the, the, the weight as quickly or as efficiently Mm. as you possibly could. If your metabolism was strong and being supported by those extra calories and those nutrients, like Mm. that's a huge stress under eating. And then breastfeeding all day. I mean, that's, a lot of energy output and not enough input coming in, for sure. Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love.
1: I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by our friend, Noelle Kavari. Noelle is a wonderful pro-metabolic community member, and I think she's just gorgeous on the inside and out. And I get a lot of questions from women around how to nourish themselves postpartum and when should they be focusing on fat loss? Noelle is super knowledgeable on all things fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum. She's also overcome a lot on her own health journey, including PCOS and Hashimoto's. In this episode, we talk about... How many calories you should be eating postpartum? How sleep is important postpartum? Nourishing for breastfeeding. Tips for breastfeeding and postpartum. Foods to support your metabolism and body postpartum. Getting realistic about postpartum body's health. And when is it appropriate to focus on fat loss? So if you're a woman who's postpartum, you'll love this episode. And as always, don't forget to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram stories with your biggest takeaways and tag me at k-i-t-t-y-b-l-o-m-f-i-e-l-d let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets hi Noel. welcome um, to the podcast i just and i've messaged you this before i just think you're gorgeous <laughs> like, and all your beautiful <laughs> photos you, that you post on instagram you've got these most incredibly what's your heritage um I'm Russian Ukrainian ah yeah that makes sense like yeah. they're really high you've got these really high <laughs> cheekbones I was thinking that the yeah, other day really high cheekbones. <laughs> yeah you're just gorgeous I think you're I just gorgeous thank you but your baby's so <laughs> cute too
0: oh yeah he's like a spinning image of me but he does look like my husband too a little bit we I mean we kind of have like a, a similar look he's Polish so we've got uh, similar backgrounds there yeah he's so thank gorgeous you. how old is he now he just turned 12 months, actually, oh. which is crazy because he, he is, I mean, he started walking at eight and a half months, but he's got like 10 teeth. He's running around. He's, I mean, it's insane. I did not get much
1: of the baby face. <laughs> he's just so active. <laughs> oh, it would be like, I can imagine they would just grow up so quick. Like, I, I feel like when I see my friends who have little babies, like you'd see them again, like, holy yeah. shit, they're so big now.
0: I know he's so big and he's just he's so cute and he's a riot. He's mm. just such a goof. I do you love just love him.
1: him? <laughs> you just love him. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's, yeah. he's just. I mean, I I spend every single minute of the day with him and it's just the best. He just like has us laughing all the time and in like he knows that he's funny. Like he'll do things to make us laugh. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> oh,
1: he's so gorgeous. Do you think yeah. you'll have more kids? Do people ask you that? I feel like people ask that question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people ask me that all the time. We actually want a really big family. I would, I mean, secretly, I would love to have like ten kids, but like, we'll, oh you know, we'll see. But six would be would be great. You know, I, we want a big family. We oh, that's want so cool. Have, like, a, a huge homestead and just lots of kids Aww. and and people around. But it's really hard to imagine having another one right now, just because I can give all of my attention to Oleg, and he's just so sweet. And I, I, I would like to wait until he understands that, like what another baby coming means. And that Mm. like, he's going to have a friend and you know, it's going to be, you know, I I want him to understand. And so he doesn't Mm. feel like gypped out of sort of like attention or anything. Not that I think he'd mind, but I am still breastfeeding him. So I don't know if I want to like breastfeed, I breastfeed him as much as I did when he was first born still. Mm. So I was pregnant and there was another one that'd be a lot
1: <laughs> oh, it'd be lots of stress on, <laughs> on the body because it's so taxing it like the stress, yeah, it takes a lot out of you in the breastfeeding yeah I can imagine and was yeah. it you who was talking about like ideally you want to have a few years between babies to let your body just
0: yes yeah you want to have a few years in between your babies so you can replenish your minerals you know women mm-hmm. lose 10 percent of their mineral stores after birth and then also Crazy. just know, having enough nutrient stores to support that other human, because Mm -hmm. I think that's something that women don't realize is like, Oh, the body just produces breast milk. And like, that's it. But where do you think, what do you think is happening during that time? You know, it's taking from you. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like this extra magical thing. It's taking from your nutrient stores. So if you don't have it built up and you get pregnant too soon, there can be complications in pregnancy and And, you know, not, maybe not something super severe, but just extreme fatigue, you could have, you know, a lot of nausea, you can have just Mm. a harder birth and just a harder postpartum healing time if you're not nourished enough. So I'm very, very mindful of that. But I'm also, I mean, my body, like, in a, in a nutritional way, bounced back, like, really quickly. And in an incredible way, like I had an amazing postpartum. And just i mean my body is so strong right now like i i always produce so much milk and um i'm still eating a ton of calories i wouldn't say i'm eating like 4000 calories anymore but i'm probably mm. eating somewhere between like 3 and 5 oh um but God. when i was first postpartum i was having like 4000 calories isn't just,
1: that insane like most women would listen to that insane. and just be like what the actual fuck? Because you know, I was saying to you before yeah. that we get sometimes women coming to our—I think we sneeze. Sorry. <coughs> um, coming to our challenge and they've had a baby and they're yeah. breastfeeding and then like telling Vic, how, "I'm eating a thousand calories," because they're trying to lose yeah. weight, which is so scary. It's so scary. um
0: So scary.
1: Yeah, it just—it makes it. me. I, I
0: don't think I. I don't think I was ever eating a thousand calories. I mean, I don't even know breastfeeding and then a thousand calories. Oh. I mean, that's like you know
1: how your body would just be it's eating like, itself right? wouldn't oh, yeah
0: and you'd probably i mean you'd have postpartum hair loss and a lot of women don't realize that if you're lower calories and you're breastfeeding because of that added stress i mean they don't realize this in general but mm-hmm. with the breastfeeding it's just you won't lose the weight <laughs> you're not going to lose the 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 weight as quickly or as efficiently mm-hmm. as you possibly could if your metabolism was strong and being supported by those extra calories and that, those nutrients like mm. that's a huge stress under eating and then breastfeeding all day I mean that's a lot of energy output and not enough input come in for sure
1: and before we actually just sort of jump into talking more about that um you know you haven't always obviously eaten like this and you know being in this whole yeah. pro-metabolic world what was your background like how did you find this Talk about all the probably crazy, stupid stuff you've done, like
0: yeah, so many of us I've done all of it, like you know I had a an original background in ayurvedic medicine, so mm-hmm. that was predominantly vegetarian. I was vegan mm-hmm. for a very short period of time, but um you know it, it didn't work for me at all, so you know I was predominantly vegetarian, I wasn't like having meat, and I was but I was having dairy, and I think that's what kind of like saved me, and so I was doing that for a pretty long time, but I was also. Um, gaining education um, in other schools of thoughts, like after I graduated from my Ayurvedic college and, uh, you know, I, I studied in bioenergetic nutrition and that's really kind of what changed like the way that I was eating and stuff, but it took a long time I had to try many things out and That's really what I do talk to people about is if they don't, if they're not like sold on the physiology of the body, they're not sold on the information or they're not sold on like how healthy all of us look and feel and are sharing our stories and stuff. I just tell them to experiment, like go keto for a month. Tell me how you feel (laughs) and then tell me how you feel when you like eat sugar, you know, because I've done it. And that's something my husband and I talk about all the time is like, we've really put into practice, like all of those different like diet dogmas, like we tried them out and it doesn't work. And it's crazy to see your body change. Like when I was uh, eating keto, I mean, I had wrinkles on my face, for like the first time in my life, like in my twenties. And that was just not okay. Oh, yeah. me. I was like, this isn't right. I'm 29.
1: 29. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah.
0: yeah crazy I know and and luckily you know I wasn't keto for a very long time so as soon as I started adding the sugar back in and and having um more carbs and stuff my skin just bounced back but I think if I tried it like maybe in my 40s it maybe I would have caused like irreversible damage but so when I hear people fasting and and Mm. doing keto and just cutting out like major food groups I'm like that's just not how we were that's not the way that we were built to consume food you know it doesn't even make sense like oh, it's completely away away from nature um but yeah so I I learned you know I guess the hard way in experimenting and kind of going through all that but I was really on a quest to just like heal my body I had Hashimoto's mm. I had PCOS that you know I had I had a rare kidney disorder when I was in high school, which is really what set me on the path for holistic healing as I was trying to figure out how to maintain my health and heal my body in a mm-hmm. natural way. Cause I wasn't really given many options.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and yeah, I mean that, that's kind of how I, I found the pro metabolic world and Ray Pete's information and, um, Dr. Kathleen Dalton and all that kind of, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And, and it truly saved me. And, mm-hmm. I think it has just, it it just makes sense in life, in in life. You know, I I wake up with energy, even with lack of sleep from breastfeeding through the night and just having a now toddler, (laughs) you know, I still feel really great and I feel totally nourished. And I know that if I had like, you know, a full eight hours of sleep, I'd probably be in the best shape of my life, you know? (laughs) But there are some days where I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I need some extra coffee today.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can cope. Like yeah. it's interesting, like women in our yeah. program, a lot of them say, because you know, we get very, mainly we get more women in their 40s and 50s, like older they've yeah. had their kids. But they talk about, you know, like if they do have bad night's sleep or sometimes we'll get women that have just had babies, they're like, I can just cope so much better. Even though I'm tired, yeah. I can cope. Yeah. You know, I've got the energy energy. Yeah you know, it's just, mm-hmm. and I just can't imagine these poor women who are just popping out these babies and then they're straight mm-hmm. back on the thousand, um, you know, calories. And like, they're probably listening to you saying 4,000 calories going, how, how is that possible? So, like,
0: yeah, so many people will message me. I did like a, a, what I eat in a day after yeah. I was like postpartum and I kind of just shared a little bit more and people are like i just don't get it how i don't believe it yeah that you know and like how are you not like a thousand pounds i'm like you know i worked really hard on my metabolism prior to pregnancy during pregnancy Mm. i was in such good shape and and i need the food you know and not everyone's gonna like start off at four thousand calories you might not you know do that and that might put on a lot of weight for you so that's not necessarily the number for everyone, but for me with like a robust metabolism and Mm. in that energy demand of breastfeeding and just caring for another human. Oh yeah. It worked so well for me. And you know, I, I would say like, I have been really worked out much postpartum, Mm. not because I, don't want to it's just it's really hard with Oleg. he's just so active and but you've got like, like who looks like-
1: after him it, when it, like I'm so amazed when my friends come over have got little kids that are like you know young <laughs> yeah it's, you can't look you can't like it's relentless no <laughs> it's like oh, no stop it. I'm like when would you you'd have to physically get someone to look after him if you wanted to go oh, and yeah train. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my husband and I, we've been slowly, like, building, uh, like, a home gym in our pole barn that we have, but it's been super slow, and, I mean, right now, I just, I have, like, weights in the bedroom that um, I put Oleg to nap in, and he contact naps, so I can't really leave the room anyways, so I just, like, will do, like, quick things and then mm. lay down with them again and then do quick, quick things and, and just really not necessarily to, like, shape my body, but just to keep my body strong, you know? That's yeah, kind yeah, of more yeah. what I'm focused on now. But even so, with just that and then with the pro-metabolic eating and just really nourishing my body, like, I, I'm i in incredible shape. Like, I would say you are very, like, proportionate and just yeah. really healthy. Like, you know, I, I don't feel frail I don't feel like overweight I don't feel uncomfortable in my body and and I think that was one of the things I was worried about you know just in pregnancy in general is like how do women like you know quote-unquote get their bodies back and then also keep their energy stores up and then also do this and also do that and I just think that when you're fully nourished like it just kind of happens for you like your body's going to be in the in the the weight that it's supposed to be Mm. and the shape that it's supposed to be. And then obviously when you add in weightlifting to that, like you can really shape and tone and do all those things. And that's Mm. great. Um, But depending on what kind of child you have, like, and how active they are, that might (laughs) be a factor in whether or not you can add that in. Um, But I've, I've slowly started to do that now that he's like a year old, (laughs) which is, (laughs) I know a lot of women who will start off postpartum like six weeks out Mm. After having a baby and start working out and be eating a thousand calories, and like, I don't know why my milk supply is low. Like, yeah, I have no idea. It's probably all the stress
1: <laughs> and it's not giving yourself enough <laughs> energy. You can't make it. Like, yeah, you
0: yeah. can't. Our bodies aren't machines in that way. So, I think it's such like an important me- message for women to really just focus on nourishment postpartum, mm. especially with breastfeeding. Really focus on building up your milk supply but really making your milk nutrient dense you know there's this whole myth out there that like what you eat doesn't affect your breast milk which is super interesting because oh. then they'll say the caffeine you know affects yeah. your breast milk and dairy does but yeah. like nothing else does yeah, yeah, i'm like yeah. really so interesting how the body picks cherry picks exactly the nutrients that affects it you know but really your nutrients that you intake fat soluble vitamins, like, all of that stuff is really going to affect like the quality of your breast milk. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had people like ask me for my breast milk and, and I've given it to them because I, oh. I don't pump and I don't. Um, so amazing. You know, I, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I've just done like, uh, extended and on-demand breastfeeding. So I didn't need to pump and I'm obviously like always with Olex. So mm-hmm. I was able to like spare cause I don't,
1: oh how great yeah for these women that like potentially couldn't do it like because the formulas are so rubbish one one of my my friends just had a baby and for whatever reason she just couldn't breastfeed and um I was looking at some of the formula like I was just having a look and I'm like this is insane like the first ingredient is vegetable oil then thick like
0: Um, it's crazy it's so sad I got like, uh, I got a lot of hate recently on like some Facebook breastfeeding page because I shared a homemade um, formula, which was like a spinoff of kind of Weston A prices, Mm. but I was doing it because a lot of women had asked me for it that were Mm. having trouble Mm. breastfeeding because, you know, a lot of women will find like the pro-metabolic community after they've had a baby and like they are struggling with producing milk or they're struggling with just like breastfeeding in general and so they wanted a healthier option. So I I shared that and I got so much shit for for sharing oh, I this bet. Recipe. and I ended up just like, you know, archiving the post for a little bit until it like it's died down. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even using this recipe. This is a recipe, okay, people, like you can pick and choose what you want to do. Everyone is yeah. responsible for themselves. They're responsible to do their own research. But the reality is, is that the formula industry is toxic and in a lot of countries, but especially the U S it is disgusting Mm -hmm. what they allow. And, and I just think that women should have better options, especially for those that aren't able to breastfeed. And I think it's Mm. kind of that you wouldn't want other women to be able to nourish their babies in a proper way, you know? So yeah, I, I am definitely supportive of women finding donor milk and making your own formula if um, if they can't breastfeed.
1: Jesus, this is just a random thought that I had. Uh, I don't know why, but we've had quite a few women like in our program who've had babies who found pro-metabolic eating like a few years before they had babies. So they, mm-hmm. like you had a lot of like time to really nourish their body and, you know, like be in a better place for pregnancy. And I've really noticed that like they like you said, bounce back quickly, but also like I noticed they just don't really have any stretch marks on their stomach and their stomach goes like and then other friends mm-hmm. that I've had that I know that are not, you know they just eat a normal standardized diet, like they really yeah. so much more stretch marks and it takes so much longer for the, their body to recover yeah. and go back to you know I'm not I don't want women to think that I'm com- like of course you get it like when you have a baby, there's gonna be stretches yeah. oh, it's yeah, just an observation that I've made
0: yes yes it's for sure and i think it's really like the excess estrogen in the body from Mm. the diets rich in more polyunsaturated fats and Mm. you know not eating um clean kind of wholesome foods especially i think i've actually consulted with a lot of women um over instagram and like help them out with understanding where those mm. stretch marks can come from and most of what i found is like they they were vegetarian or vegan
1: mm. during their
0: pregnancies and i think that that just causes a lot of stress on the body and too much estrogen i have like i have no i actually have no stretch marks but um you know i was diligent and also using um our our skincare line um the silk body Mm. butter which has caffeine and methylene blue in it Mm. cacao butter and ghee I use that all over my body but I also just think that I wasn't really going to get many stretch marks and Mm. the other thing is that when you gain weight properly during pregnancy like Mm. if you actually gain a little bit um before you know you're not like super lean 10 percent yeah you're not like super super lean you're also not going to have these incredibly massive stretch marks
1: Mm. that's something else
0: that I've um that I've noticed and in my first like trimester I gained like maybe 20 pounds Mm -hmm. so it was like kind of it was kind of quick um and then I I gained like a total of like 60 pounds I was like huge Mm. (laughs) in pregnancy um but I noticed that after that initial game, like my skin was just like so. It was actually really nice. Like it was yeah. so smooth and just like so supple. So like yeah, like supple. I was like, wow, this it is kind of nice, <laughs> you know. So I think that that makes a huge difference in um in the outcome of like your entire body and how your body p- sort of processes pregnancy. I guess sure.
1: too, like that extra progesterone, right? And if you're healthy, your body's really making a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And that's so beneficial yeah. to the baby, but also like you say, your skin and, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's just amazing. So what, like if a woman was struggling, like if she's had a baby and she's struggling to produce breast milk, like what tips, what, what would you say to her? Like what, would, what, what could she do?
0: I would first, you know, want to know like how many calories she is consuming, because I think mm. that if the body is under too much stress, mm. um, which if you had a traumatic birth or if you mm. don't have enough support at home and you just emotionally feel stressed out with like that new motherhood, um, you know, your body's not going to produce as much milk. So getting in enough calories and from foods that are obviously like easy to digest and that are, aren't going to be stressful to make. So something that is, that really does help to produce milk is oats. And it's not something that I would recommend like long-term to eat every day, but in the initial stage with helping to produce milk, mm-hmm. if you aren't producing any, that can be like a really good jump start. or taking mm-hmm. um, milky oats as a tincture, that mm-hmm. can be really helpful. But ultimately the foods that um, like... So drinking a lot of milk is going to be really helpful adding in, um, egg yolks and things that are really rich in fat soluble vitamins and making sure that you're getting enough minerals, all, anything that's going to support like your thyroid is really going to help you produce milk. Mm -hmm. Um, so having, I would say like a typical, like a basic breakfast for somebody who is breastfeeding should definitely be two eggs, you know, some sourdough toast or some Mm -hmm. potatoes, like a. A glass of orange juice, possibly mm. some other fruit. And then obviously you want to digest that, but you don't want to wait until you're hungry or thirsty again to to eat. And something that has helped a lot of um, friends of mine who were, had struggled with producing milk was eating the oats in the evening. Mm. So having the oats and then adding in, cooking them with um, raw milk or some sort of grass fed milk, and mm. then egg yolks and maple syrup and eating that before bed. Um. And they noticed that they were like yeah it's so good and it's going to help you sleep too you know yeah but it's going to also um it they said that they were kind of like engorged in the morning so they're full of milk so I think it's definitely worth trying that but also having um you know more nose to tail eating fattier meats all that's gonna Mm. really help you produce milk
1: I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk more about oysters, one of the amazing metabolically supportive foods Noelle talks about in this episode. Both Emma and I highly recommend our clients consume 6 to 12 of these amazing little nutritional powerhouses every single week. They're uniquely high in a broad spectrum of essential nutrients especially zinc vitamin b12 manganese copper and selenium so yes they're super nutrient dense to say the least which is great if you love them and you can actually get them however people either love them or hate them so as we did with our liver we took on the challenge to encapsulate all the goodness of oysters for those that can't bear to eat them or just can't access them or sometimes you might just need a more convenient alternative. And we finally did it. It took quite a while as we weren't willing to compromise on quality. We'll be releasing our oyster powder capsules in December. So Saturay Pure Oyster Capsules are freeze-dried for least nutrient loss, free of fillers and flow agents, so they're just 100% oyster meat. As fresh as a capsule can be, we get the oysters fresh and oversee the freeze drying and encapsulation process. They're 100% Australian. Our oysters are sourced from the pristine waters of Tasmania. We're super excited to get these out to you. So I'm going to pop a link to the Saturday website in the show notes. If you scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, you can get on our mailing list to be notified of when they'll be released. Let's get back to the podcast.
0: You know ba- the basic, actually, like you know, quote unquote, pro metabolic foods—the <laughs> foods that we're supporting that are just your regular.
1: body, right? <laughs> yeah, liver and yeah, oysters. We're just
0: supporting our bodies. <laughs> yes, yeah. liver oysters, all of that. I mean, basically anything that's going to be super nutrient dense is going to help you produce milk. It's going to support your metabolic system, your thyroid, which is going to help you produce the hormones that you need in order to produce milk. You know, mm. it, it's kind of all tied together. It all comes back to that. And if you're stressed out because you're not producing milk or enough milk, I mean, that's going to deplete you more. So you're going to need mm. more minerals. and You're going to need more nutrients. And I think that's the number one thing is to not stress about it and to know mm. that there is a solution. Mm. You know, I don't think that there's a problem or anything wrong with women supplementing with formula while they get their milk supply up, mm. especially because if you're like pumping and pumping or you're trying to feed your child and nothing is coming out, mm. I mean, just give your body a rest try to build up your nutrient stores while you mm. also nourish your child so they are not like super stressed out you know and I, I think that that's a pretty good solution to to that and um i think working with somebody one-on-one if you actually experience that working with a coach you know i think instagram is so great for information but you know you really do need to work with somebody one-on-one especially if all this is like foreign Who and new yeah yeah, I mean, and there's just so many, you know, people in our, like, community that have helpful programs, and you can really pick and choose, and I think everyone's programs are great. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would be, like, happy to recommend anyone in the field, um, and, yeah, I think working one-on-one with somebody is, would be helpful if a woman is really struggling.
1: Well, I I totally agree with you. And I really think it's like a lot of women who, I mean, there's like you say, there's heaps of good people and so many good programs. And when people actually invest in the programs and go all in and learn, set set themselves up for the rest of their life. It's an investment in their health the rest of their life. It's not just like, okay, you're going to eat this food and do this training or, I know, some of them aren't about training because ours is obviously about training, but you learn the why. You learn how to listen to your body to work out what works Mm -hmm. for you. So it's not like you're going to rely on someone for the rest of your life to go eat this food train like this Absolutely. yeah yeah it's
0: just a, it's it's really to just get you started in understanding how your body works and how to support yourself mm-hmm. and from there it's pretty seamless and I think that it really is the best route to go because then you literally never have to think about your diet <laughs> it's just like such a freeing feeling being like mm-hmm. waking up every day and not worrying about like your weight and not worrying mm-hmm. about what you're gonna eat and just knowing how to nourish your body is like true freedom as a woman. I sure. seriously think that is just such a gift. And I think that that is what the pro-metabolic community really gives the world is that we are helping people do that. And I think that that's awesome. <laughs>
1: Oh, me too. Me too. And it's really, I think that's probably why we all do it because it's so like when people message you and like, oh, I've changed my life and I'm free now. Yeah. And yeah, it's really, yeah. cause that's why we're all so passionate um, about it. And I think too, like when you, when I first stumbled across this information, like I found this blog that my business partner, Emma had written about, um, it was called defending fruit and other non-complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. When I read it, yeah. I was like, this actually makes sense. This is like, I'm like, nice. you know, the light bulbs go off. And I was like, this is why I'm so fucked, you know, like my whole life because (laughs) I've just been cutting carbs and sugar and dairy and starving myself. And it just, you know, I devoured every one of our blogs, started reading Ray Pete's work, went off and worked with Emma and I was just like, that's it. You know, like once you, like you say, you you learn basic human physiology and how the body works, you're like, like if you go into any textbook, like it talks about cellular respiration and how glucose and it's like now people are fucking yeah. telling you to cut, cut. Yeah, it just, it really, and then when you give it the time, because I think that this is takes time, like you can't expect yeah. to have done what you've done, you know, like you're at 29, which is so awesome. You found it, like I found it at 34, but some of the women in our program don't get to us till they're like 40, 50. So they've done 20, 30 years of crazy ass dining. You can't undo that quickly. So you've really, I think, got to be patient. And, like, really look at this, like, it's a long-term, you can't go, like, it's not like I'm going to get the body I want and health in 12 weeks. It's really you got to chip away at yeah. it. But one thing yeah. I did want to ask you about is let's talk about, um, to finish off, sustainable weight loss after a baby because I feel like women put all this pressure on themselves. Oh, and you see this shit in magazines. Oh, so-and-so bounced yeah. back after their fucking baby, like, you know, in... Have many months and they're back and it's like it's just so I terrible
0: I think the one thing that women have to keep in mind is that you know when they're looking at people on Instagram or like comparing themselves to another woman who like bounced back like you have no idea what kind of unhealthy symptoms she's dealing with what mm. you know or where she's going to be in a couple of years because you cannot bounce, like bounce back Mm -hmm. that quickly. I mean, you can lose certain people, you know, will lose the weight quicker. You know, I felt like I, the first couple of months I was pretty much like kind of holding on to the weight a little bit more. And then suddenly one day I just woke up and it was like gone, you know? And, and a lot of people said to me like, wow, you you bounce back so quickly. And like, Oh my gosh, you know, but to me it felt like it felt slower. Mm -hmm. And so I just think it's important to like, also, keep in mind like where you're at metabolically mm-hmm. and like nutritionally, and take that into consideration when you're looking at other people. Don't compare that person to yourself because you don't know where they were at in their pregnancy, you don't even know how much weight they've gained. You know, pictures are kind of misleading. Um, I recently saw like this model on Instagram, somebody sent it to me when she gave birth, she it was like eight days later, and she literally looked like she did prior. And I don't know, like, what? how that's, yeah, but I think that she was really, really small in her pregnancy. Like, I don't think she gained much weight. And you also don't know how their baby is faring. Like, you don't mm. know if their baby has any sort of nutritional deficiencies because they weren't feeding themselves. And I think that's the number one thing that women keep in mind is that you. When you get pregnant and you give birth to a child and you're yeah. nourishing the child afterwards, like that's what you did. You gave your, you kind of gave, you give yourself for that child. And that's the number one priority is that that child is nourished, you know? Mm-hmm. So when women are afraid to gain weight in pregnancy and then because they don't want to deal with like that postpartum weight loss, or they're afraid to never get their bodies back and stuff. You have to keep in mind that like what you're doing during that time is setting your child up for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge responsibility. And it's really, really important that women nourish themselves during the, the, during that time. And you can always get your body back. Like you can always work out. You can all, it just, it just takes a little bit more time, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I think that we need to like stop putting those expectations on women to like be fit after pregnancy like there's honestly no point to that anyways like be fit for what so you can like stay home and nurse your baby <laughs> or, like you know like the, it's just like a total <laughs> it's a totally backwards like way of thinking, but there is definitely ways to sustainably lose the weight, you know, Mm. starting off with being nourished prior to pregnancy, nourishing yourself during pregnancy, not depleting those nutrient stores, not like dieting. Like I've seen so many people on Instagram be like, you're not eating for two, stop eating for two. I'm like, you, yes, you are actually, you know, it doesn't mean that you need to eat junk food. That's not the, you know what? I think that's
1: (laughs) a good point to make. I think some like, but you know what I've found with the women that I've known again that are outside of this eat yeah. like this because they've restricted for so long and then they get pregnant and they yeah. use it as an excuse just to eat a ton of shit like that like they they go yeah. and eat like I've known mm-hmm. some of my friends that have put yeah. on like too much weight but they're just eating shit like
0: yeah it's not it's not healthy yeah it's yeah
1: it's like poop weight <laughs> yeah 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 but they're it's so like they've been so depleted you know? and they're hungry and they're like oh fuck it yeah. I can't train you know, like I can't train, I'm just going to eat shit. And I'm just like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like a fine line between like eating enough calories and nourishing Mm -hmm. your body and then going the other way. Like I've seen a lot of like, uh, you know, posts on Instagram about like women eating McDonald's, like in the delivery room and stuff. And I, I'm just like, this is the, I, I can't, yeah, I
1: don't know why people are sharing this <laughs> and like you it's know, of course like we're not work. about be perfect you know like you don't have like if you know like yeah one day have a bloody burger if you want to have it but it's like if you're eating that all the time it's not a great way yes. you your body um you know yeah. but I think it's like when and the one again this is what I've noticed just with the women who've been in our program for a few years prior but mm-hmm. they like passed that background is that they yeah. just continue on eating normally and they eat. Yeah, they eat more, but they're not binge eating. They're not going crazy because they they've, yeah, they haven't been restricted. Yeah,
0: they're nourished. Yeah. <laughs> they're nourished yeah. You know, they're not depleted. I, your their bodies haven't been in like fight or flight forever. <laughs> mm. You know, because that child is going to want food and calories and nutrients, and so your hunger is going to get stronger for sure. You know, mm. and so I do think that setting yourself up prior to you know. Postpartum with a nourished body is going to help you postpartum, but even if you don't do that, you can still start on like the more pro metabolic eating and just nourishing your body path afterwards. And that's not just gonna help like with your milk supply, it's also gonna help you lose weight. And women are really mm. confused by that. So, like, but I thought if I cut calories, I in a calorie deficit that I'm gonna lose weight. Mm. Like, yes, but you have such an added stress, and there's a fine line between like a deficit and being like basically fasting (laughs) you know like eating a thousand calories a day is kind of fasting in my opinion like there's just no way that you're getting nutrients that way um so I think that the most sustainable way is just to support your body's you know progesterone uh production to support your liver to support your thyroid and support digestion with all those, um, highly nutrient dense foods. And then the weight is going to slowly come off. You have to give yourself time. It's like, if women think about it takes nine months to grow that baby, how, why you think it's going to take you two to three weeks to lose all that weight and to get your body back is like beyond me, you know, you, it's just not, our bodies aren't machines, you know? they're delicate systems. We have to be gentle with them. We have to be patient and it should really be like long-term goals. You know, when I was, and there was moments like after when I was postpartum, I was like, okay, I'm just like ready to not be fat, <laughs> you know? And I wasn't even fat, but it was just like uncomfortable in my yeah. own skin, you know? And I had those thoughts, but really what I was focused on was that, okay, I just need to keep doing this because my body is going to work for me if I work for my body. Mm. And I want to have many more babies. I'm not going to be able to have many more healthy babies if I'm not healthy. And that's the mm-hmm. truth is that if you want to be healthy for the rest of your life and you want to be strong when you're 60 and see your grandchildren and, and be active, like you have to do the work now, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to be patient with yourself. Like you, there's no shortcuts ever. And it's just that's the the way that it is it's like even if you get like a cut like I recently got a burn on my leg with some Mm. hot butter (laughs) you know it's like I'm like god like would you just go away already but it's just a perfect example of like the body has to do its thing you know like Mm. it has to take time to heal it just doesn't happen overnight like that and I think we're just so used to things happening in a fast pace because that's kind of what's advertised to us like in life in general like from the time that we're Mm. born and if we're raised in a very more modern conventional way like I was you know I grew up thinking that it all like happened quick Mm. you know because in western medicine that's what you do you just take a drug and like the symptom goes away Mm.
1: you
0: know so we're kind of programmed to think that that's the way that things are but it's just not the way that it is you can look outside and and see it in nature too you know Mm. a tree that is bruised or you know whatever it could be like if you cut a limb off a tree and there's like oozing sap it takes time for that to heal Mm. and to you know regrow and stuff and and we expect that from nature but we don't expect it from our bodies even though we are a part of nature in that way Mm. i think that's kind of what women need to come back to is understanding that we are a part of this earth like we're living organisms and we need to be patient with ourselves even if we don't want to be and that the long the long run, like the long game, it's going to be so much more beneficial. You're going to have not only a stronger body, but you're going to have less wrinkles. Like you're going to look younger. You're going to mm. feel younger. You know, if you deplete your body and in a pivotal point of your life, when you give birth and you're postpartum and you're fasting or you're cutting calories or you're doing too many hit exercises, I mean, that's huge for postpartum women. It's just like mm. constant like, hit exercises. I have no idea how they do that. I would drop dead. I swear <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> the
0: that my body, I would just like faint, you know? <laughs> but anyways, if you're doing that, like it's also going to show on your face. Like when I was, you know, postpartum and even like six months out, people are like, wow, are you like sleeping through the night? You look like your skin and your eyes and everything like you don't even have bags. I'm like, you know, we, we co-sleep. I'm, I just mm. like, sort of like self-serve to Olek and like mm-hmm. roll over and, and nurse him so that that really does help but being nourished regardless of like how you choose to to sleep you know with your child um it helps so much with the waking in the middle of the night and mm. something I actually used a lot was I had plenty and salt by my bedside mm. in the beginning time when it was just like a little bit harder for me to get back to sleep like I mm. felt like my adrenaline went up a little bit more because I had to wake up a mm. lot more often with him mm. to feed. And so I would take that and help me get back to sleep. And I just like instantly calmed and I would just fall back to mm. sleep with him and stuff. And, you know, I think that there's just so much more that w- women can do to support their bodies postpartum than mm. losing weight. Like that's that's not a priority. The weight weight is such a, it's such a, to me, it's such like a minute minuscule thing in the realm of health. Like you could cause like irreversible damage to your body by not nourishing it mm. and that is of a concern like if you screw your thyroid like it's gonna mm. take you so long to fix that rather than like keeping that extra 20 pounds on for a couple more months mm. because that safety weight in that in that postpartum time like if your body is holding on to it it's because it you your stress
1: mm. it's
0: not because you have no willpower you need to cut your calories or anything it's because it mm. you're still stressed like you know, and, and you need to be able to handle that your body needs to be more nourished. I think the more that you nourish your body, actually, that's why like, for me, mm. consuming those extra calories was so important to me, because I noticed that when I wasn't consuming enough calories, I I mean, I felt stressed. Like, I personally, when I, when my stress levels get really high, I feel like my skin itches, like the breakouts oh, are like, really. happening. Like, like, yeah, I <laughs> agree. You know, it's like, yeah, like there's just something under the surface. It's like if you fast, you know, or yeah. you wake up in the morning, you don't eat right away. Like yeah. that's how I feel, and and so I would really tune into my body and listen to that and be like, all right, well, I'm just gonna have like a cup of milk right now, or I'm gonna have you know some melon and some cheese and and just snack because that's what my body needs. I need to mm-hmm. nourish it, and mm-hmm. I did truly trust that process, and I ended up in a place where I'm just super thankful that that I did that and I think the proof is in like the proof is in the pudding in a way you know I a lot of women ask me like how it can be done but I'm not like a extra special human being by any means (laughs) and so I know that like any woman can can do that for themselves they can be fully nourished nourish their child and allow their bodies to heal in a way that they are made to heal in and they'll end up with a body that they're really happy with and comfortable in and, and able to do all the things that they want to do.
1: Oh, awesome. Well, thank you. I'm just conscious of the time today. I've like b- back myself yeah. back to back, which is a bit silly. Yeah. But, but, um, <laughs> that was so good. Thank you so much. You know, like I, you know, we mm-hmm. just, we attract such a range of women, more or less, you know, obviously yeah. they've just had yeah. babies, but For you know, sure. I think this is such a valuable um conversation to have and I just see so many women putting this pressure on themselves and starving themselves when they need to be nourishing themselves. And so yeah. yeah so this has been so good. And thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to drop all of Noelle's yeah. links and things in the show notes. So you can find mm-hmm. her um on Instagram. She's gorgeous and a little boy so gorgeous. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I really appreciate you coming on.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that all your listeners enjoyed it.
1: Oh, I'm sure they will.
0: Thanks so much.